and we are live hey concrete hey zanny what's up with you happy wednesday girl it's wednesday child hump day honey hump day what's going on girl oh girl it's been so busy like i'm tired <laughs> like i've had such a busy week that i feel kind of exhausted and i don't like that <laughs> like I feel like I'm getting too old to be ripping and running the way that I do. And I told my husband that, but um, I, something got to give because he like, I need to sit down. I don't know why I said it to him because that gives him an opportunity to fuss, but it's been a long week already and I'm tired. How about your week? The same, the same girl. Um, I, it's work, stuff with the kids, stuff with the kids, stuff with the kids. Me and Curlin, I feel like we've been coming last in everything. So I'm just like, oh, child. Um, you know how they were saying, like, you be like a slave. Yeah. <laughs> um, the plantation that got hot, child. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know exactly what you mean. Um, yeah, girl. And yeah, I feel like I've been putting us last too, because I've just been so busy, but that ain't gonna that won't last for long because <laughs> he has something to say so i gotta slow it down and um prioritize the things that's important is, is what i'm realizing yes let me shout out the lovely wonderful rambunctious chat honey who's Hello. all up in here child who waiting on us child Shout out to Nola V, AB87. Y'all know I need glasses. A hood conservative. Hood conservative, don't call our shit stupid. Oh my God. This guy here. They always, they're just disrespectful for no reason, chat. heck? Shout out to Tabitha Foster. Hey, Tab. Shout out to hey, Chemistry. Shout out to ELL. Hey. Uh, shout out to Dante Whitaker. Who is this right here? Explore all options. Sound okay. like a damn passport, bro. If I ain't never heard one, <laughs> shout out to Derek Cobb. What's up? A shout out to Umi Sharif. I hope I, hope I said that right. Uh, shout out to Feisty Goddess. Hey, girl, girl, Feisty Goddess be on our ass, honey. Uh, shout out to 116 Marlon. <laughs> shout out to Eugene Still, Demetrius. Have you say your last name? Shout out to Victory XR. Kit Clouds is here. And Mrs. Queen Sunkiss. Hey, girl. Girl, Miss Queen came over here. Was like, y'all was both wrong. Oh, my Child. God. I she don't that. tell us, but I respect it. I ain't even mad at it. I, I be mad. I be I like, mean, Queen, tell me I'm right all the time. Uh, uh, listen, you don't have to tell me. You don't have to tell me. But um, <laughs> I, I shout like out to him was so close. But go ahead. UFO Kamikaze, what's good? Hey, cynical. Hey, sugar. Hey, Nolivia, I spoke to you already. Oh, my favorites. Hey, hey bro, Carla. <laughs> oh, Lord, child. This messy trouble makeup in here. Hey, T Mac. Hmm. Spawn, what's up? Spawn, the programmer. Native. Hey, we haven't seen you in a minute. I hope everything is well. Shout out to John Kennedy and a shout out to Angela C. Marble 318. M. Dizot. Hey, Blaze, what's going on, friend? <laughs> Not Officer Ash Cage Y'all going to get off my friend. 
Shout out to Mig to Migtown. Don't start no shit. Won't be oh, no shit, child. Did you get the cynical one? Oh, you was about to talk smack about uh Migtown. Go ahead. No, Sorry, I, I, I ain't even gonna I ain't even gonna talk smack about Migtown, child. I'm just like, hey, y'all. Say mm. by my mouth, Migtown. Say by mm. my mouth. <laughs> yes, um, thank you, you want to hear about my adventure first, child? Go ahead, because I got something juicy to talk about. But go ahead. Let, let's hear it. Girl, I took a trip to the hoods of YouTube yesterday, honey. Okay. I went and talked to all the sisterhood ladies. I was in Bomb Cherries. I went over to Sweet Life of Atari's. And I was getting all the sisterhood of... Uh, indoctrination because you know i'm buying today bullshitty but girl um it was an interesting time i had in the hood thankfully nobody robbed me and i, I you, you know i was i you was really happy for your paper then somebody <laughs> snatched my chain and run off with it so i was like <laughs> it, it turned out okay so yes. i was happy that everything turned out you're all so right. brave thank you because like real talk i didn't even go lie. okay i have a confession Sometimes I feel like you do are the dirty work. <laughs> Girl, I'm so glad you acknowledged it. <laughs> I think so too. Because like slumming. Somebody had to do a child. We came up with this wonderful topic because of you. <laughs> Thanks, ladies. <laughs> How was the hood, child? How did the hood treat you? Baby. The hood started off a little rough, child. I, you know, I had went up in there without a little Vaseline on, and bomb ass was coming off the top rope, you know, like Godzilla and shit, like a light skinned Godzilla. And she was like, rah! And I was like, oh my God, Bob, please don't hit me no more. And, uh -huh. and, and child, she let me make it up, child. She, they, they helped me up and let me sit down and everything, girl. It was, it, I ain't gonna say like they were serving like iced tea nice, but, they gave me some a, a glass of tap water, which I said I just kept. I was sitting. about to say, don't yeah, drink I, ain't, I ain't drink the don't water. Drink but the shit. fact that they gave me some, child, you know, the last time I went yes. over there, they just threw the water at me, honey. Pour it and... in the plants, don't drink it, <laughs> baby. You know they be over there dibbling and dabbling in the dark. Don't don't drink nothing they offer. <laughs> Interesting stuff. But well, I'm I'm glad it, that you're making your out. rounds. Yeah, I'm glad that you're making your rounds. I just hear everything through you, how everything's going, and, and find out everything. Oh, girl, I thought, uh, girl, you know they say everybody husband whooping their ass and shit. Girl, like, oh, not on air, girl. My husband is not beating me. I, I snagged the cord, the cord to my mic. My bad. Girl, I was scared. <laughs> I scared myself because I forgot that I put it Girl. up there. I should have put it in the stand on the other oh, side. God. But I got too much oh, going God. on on this side. Okay. <laughs> Baby Marvel, you know, Bob ain't got no problem with getting my ass uh, child. Child poop. I have to watch out for Bob ass, honey. Bob come through and uh, shoot up the air, shoot up everything, child. So, mm. uh, <laughs> Shout out to Smooth. Smooth said it took you four years to recognize that concrete. Hey, you couldn't wait to highlight that. You couldn't wait to highlight that. I, I already know. I already know. No, I recognize it. 
And she be kind of calling me out on stuff that like sometimes I ain't ready to confess to and or acknowledge. And I, I recognized it. And I also am thankful because it's places that I, I would prefer not to go. So I'm thankful. Yeah. All we need is a little understanding. Mm-hmm. Yes. Shut up. <laughs> You know what? Listen, I'm in my closet. Yeah. I have a clothes rack behind me because I'm in my closet. This is my vanity room, which is in the closet. And then the room behind me is what I've turned it. Remember, I told you I was turning the room into my closet. That That's what that is. Girl, when you come, you'll see because mine, I finally got my uh, curling built my shoe shelves, child. And so okay. Okay. time to go do some more shoe shopping. Oh. I sent you a video of the before. I got to send you the after. I had to wait to clear some stuff out, but it's coming along. Okay. Okay. Shout out, shout out to everybody in the shout building. Thank that. y'all for coming through, honey. Mm-hmm. 80 of y'all in the building. There should be 80 likes. 84 of y'all in the building. There should be 84 mm. likes. Tell Hit the like button. It's going to be a good show, child. It is. Listen, like, I, I have to talk about something in the preliminary, though. Like, Girl, child, it's been some mess going on. And, you know, I've been out in these social media streets. So even though I don't be slumming, baby, I'll be on other social media networks trying to find out the tea. I want to play a little video, and we got to talk about something. We, we, we must. Hold on. You will always deserve to be for rejecting nice guys like me. Great. Those will always deserve to be for rejecting nice guys like me. Uh, yeah, this guy is has gone viral for all the wrong reasons, and um, on TikTok he made uh oh he made a video, and what's going on? Sorry. Um, he said what, what what I just played, and he's getting a lot of flack for it, and a lot of information has come out about this guy. Child, he don't live too far. He's in Cobb County, apparently, because someone came forward and said he tried to pull her into the woods a few years ago and um pulled her by her hair. She was walking along the street and he asked if she could he could walk with her and she said yes and then along the walk he started to get creepy so she asked if he would part ways with her and he tried to pull her into the woods. She had tried allegedly these this is all alleged. She had to flag somebody down that gave her a ride. It was a white girl. She said she'll never forget that face. Um he uh also, messages have surfaced with him being in women's inbox. They said he loves to frequent, allegedly, D.L. Hughley's page, and he'll call women whores and say you deserve to be great if you dis- if he disagrees with your opinion, and then will jump in your inbox and assault you verbally. Um, people have shared messages where he said you and your baby deserve to be great, and all kind of disgusting, horrible things. His mama even came out and said um, that she's embarrassed, apologizing to the women and anybody who has encountered him and has had a negative experience, says she's begged him to get therapy and help for years, and he refuses. And the issue that I have and that a lot of people have is that these are men who tout themselves as nice guys. Like, what about that comes off as a nice guy? What are your thoughts? Um. I don't know if you ever seen like the law and order episode of um, 
the incel guy. It was a white incel guy. He was running around filming himself, but he was killing people and stuff. And it's just as much shit as you hear on this internet, you mm -hmm. we would all like to go away and think that the internet stays on the internet and the internet's not necessarily a real place, but we are people behind all of these accounts. Mm -hmm. Um he's scary and he needs to be locked up like Fact. asap um girl i saw the video that his mom made and it was something interesting that she said now that being said everything that he did is definitely on him everything that he did is on him okay Y'all heard me say that. Y'all heard me. Everything that he did was on him. Y'all heard me say that. Okay. His mom got on there and she said that she had been trying to get him to go to therapy for years. She was like, he's 20 though. When she said he was 20, she said that he had mommy issues. She's been trying to get him to go to therapy for years. He's got issues with her. I'm curious about the back end of that story. And if he was living with her, at that time, why couldn't she get him to go to therapy if he was under her roof? I was really curious about that, um, but she supposedly put him out. Um, and yeah, but it, it's a sad situation all around. Like, that shit is scary. Like, Incredibly. Yeah. And the crazy thing is, like, if he has not harmed someone, I can foresee that in his future. The man came out and said, and I will not apologize. I do not apologize. I he said, said, what I, I said what I said. Double down on it. Like, what was that? Um, that incel dude. But it's a whole community of guys like that. And I think there now you do have the manosphere space. And I do do think that you do have some incels here, but I think he's definitely on the extreme side. Um, but you have a lot of men who do share those ideologies. Like if you don't choose a good man, quote unquote, then you deserve whatever happens to you. And a lot of men are starting to share or have shared that same sentiment. So yeah, that shit is scary as hell. Incredibly. Um, yeah, it was just bothersome even hearing it. And like, I saw several of his videos and he, it's full of that type of rhetoric. Um, He's disturbed and hopefully he gets some help. Yeah. Yeah. That shit is scary. That's scary as hell. Girl, what else we got? Ooh, um, I have one more thing. Just I had two more things, but just one more that I will cover. Um, let me see. I don't know, child. I, you know, I see everything that goes on on TikTok. And so um, this was something else that I saw that happened on TikTok. And um, I want to, I didn't download the video, but I'm just going to show you this picture and see if you've heard of her. Have you girl, seen this? The girl that got pregnant by a random man in the Atlanta. The random man in Atlanta. <laughs> yes, Morgan. So this is a young 23-year-old and her beautiful baby. Um, and she's been on TikTok telling her story about getting pregnant by a random man in Atlanta. And all of the things that ensued as a result of said pregnancy. He left her 
and they moved back to Michigan where she's from and into her parents' house. And he just up and left her a month after she had the baby. So she's been outing him, telling the story. Oh, this random man in Atlanta has six kids. This is baby number seven, I believe. Um, mm. Yeah, by I believe six different with six or seven different women, too. And he's much old, like he's 30 and she's 23. If I'm not, I believe it's somewhere like that. So anyways, she's been telling her story. The man has come out to defend himself. He said a whole bunch of nothing. And, um, you know, everybody's on her side. And she essentially does like these day in the life videos with her baby and just highlighting, you know, what she's going through, like trying to juggle mommyhood as a single mother, living with her parents, yada, yada, yada. But um, like I said, the guy came out and gave his side of the story. And I feel um, quite differently than a lot of the women that I see commenting. Mm. I see everybody removing accountability from her. And she says in her videos, he didn't bamboozle her. She knew what she was getting into. That like all the red flags was there. I'm not sure when she found out how many kids he had. But like from the beginning, he getting into fights. With, he was selling drugs. In her, he lived in the same apartment building that she lived in. Um, was much older than her. He had a bunch of roommates, beating up roommates, doing all kinds of things. It was a ton of red flags there the entire time, and she still ended up, you know, let you know, getting pregnant by him. And I guess she thought the situation might be different, so she kind of signed up for this. I do give her grace because she's so young. But at the same time, I don't see anybody like he's a piece of shit. Like, like we already know that. But I don't see anybody talking about any kind of accountability to be had on her side. So, what are your thoughts about that? Oh my God, she is twenty three years old. What type of accountability should she be facing? She made this choice to fuck with a drug dealer. I mean, we were all twenty three at one time, right? We should have. You, you should fuck a drug dealer at twenty three. I mean, <laughs> when else should you do it? Make if not at twenty three, come on. Make them like where the drug dealers at? <laughs> Listen, he he driving her car around. Car got repo. She trying to pay. The, she paid. Baby, to get his car the broke the man, the better the D, honey. You already know. If he gotta drive your car around, you already know he laying that thing down. Girl. He was putting it down. He ended up moving it with her and her roommates. I'm mm. just like child. Like I would shake my daughter. Like what were you thinking? <laughs> you know. She was thinking about all the bags that she could get. She was thinking about being like, uh, what, what's the girl? She wanted to be like Angie from the show Power. You know how they had Tasha oh. was the what? She, you know, like teach me the motherfucking game. Go. She was in there, like girl. She loved a He never even took her out on a date. And like I said, I feel bad for her. She is trying to juggle motherhood. She has a job. She her takes her child to daycare. Her baby is always with her. It don't seem like she has a life because not only is the baby always with her, the baby is always on her hip. And her parents probably like, no, that's your child. You made that bed. But um, at the same time, I just don't like to remove complete accountability for people. And she said in one of her very first videos that she wants to have more children. Ma'am, like, you struggling now. Like, let's let's get this under control. Look at little Summer Walker, honey. Look at little light skin <laughs> Summer, honey. <laughs> Girl, so, lay yeah. down with uh dog catch, please, child. Cause, facts, 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 facts. Um, 
that's pretty much the main thing that I had. Um, did you have anything? Mm-mm. Okay, one one more quick thing. This is gonna be quick. Okay. Have you ever heard of this uh the regretful parent thre- thread on Reddit? Mm-mm. So I'm addicted to it. It's a thread on Reddit where parents talk about how much they regret having kids. And you, some of the wildest stories you ever want to hear, a lot of mm-hmm. neurodivergent children, children with severe disabilities and stuff like that, they didn't think it was going to be like that. And or stay at home, like a lot of the women you could tell from context, they're white women, because a lot of them are stay at home moms and they're, they're, they're literally tending to the children all day and all night and overwhelmed, but they didn't have multiple mm-hmm. kids. And like some of the stuff that, because, you know, they're anonymous, some of the like, harsh things that these women say and the number of women that i see in the comments that are all white women that are saying that's why i'm 38 and haven't had kids i would never let somebody um, bamboozle me into you know having kids i don't care if i never married like it's alarming the number of women that go on there to read it as um, affirmation that their decision not to have kids is right and some of the crazy things, like I've heard one woman saying her son is disabled. She can't wait, wait until she puts him in a home because she hates that she ever had him. He's a sack of potato, a useless sack of potatoes. He doesn't have any feelings. He can't feel pain. He can, He's severely disabled. Like some of the things, and, and everybody be like, the, okay, so two, two types of comments you'll see. Women saying that's why they don't want to have kids. Thank you for sharing because that just affirms their belief and or women sympathizing with them. Like you ain't wrong for feeling like that. I understand why you would say that. I, I If I were in your position, I'm sure I'd feel the same. Nobody's like, wait a minute. That's extremely harsh. You could have placed your child in a treatment center. I used to work at an ICF MR facility. She could have placed her child a long time ago. If that's how you feel, uh, you know, put your child in a treatment center so that they can get adequate care and stuff. But to like have such strong, you know, feelings like about a child that you birth. And she's like, I've never been able to bond with this child. It's like a stranger because the child doesn't have a personality. It's like actually, like- well, I don't know if you knew my sister um, was disabled. Mm-hmm. Uh, God rest her soul. Yeah. But um, girl, having a disabled child is definitely a lot of work. And uh, my sister couldn't walk or talk. So, um, or she couldn't do anything for the most part. But my mom still had conversations with her, still talked to her. um, And you could tell if she was happy, if she was excited, if she was sad about something. If she with you, she'll look at you and roll her eyes and everything. So she was able to communicate in certain aspects. But it was definitely, definitely a lot of work. Um, she couldn't swallow, so she had to be fed through a feeding tube. So that mean meant blending up her food, um, changing diapers, mm-hmm. like dealing with a baby. But then they get bigger and they get older and they're heavy. Yeah. And then if you're a single parent dealing with that, God forbid. But I can't say that... Um, I don't understand where they're coming from because I actually watched my mom and I helped out, but my mom didn't put the responsibility of my sister off mm-hmm. on me and we were 17 years apart. So yeah, she so, didn't put the responsibility off on me, thankfully. But for me, the issue, like, like I said, I worked at an ICFMR facility, which during the time I worked there, people used the word mentally 
you know, the MR word. So that's yeah. what, um, that's part of what the acronym is for. We had people with severe, people who could not speak, who would never speak, who were bound to their wheelchairs, who had seizures over and over. Everybody had to be fed. And maybe 1% of the entire residential treatment facility could feed themselves. And I worked in the unit with the children. So I don't judge someone for saying this is too much. It is, it's a lot. I don't judge someone for that, but for like, how could you, I can't imagine being feeling that way towards a child that I birth and or not recognizing before I get to that state because I understand it's tasking. Like I was able to go home every day. So yeah. it's different. I'm working a 10 hour shift and I'm going home. So I get like doing it 24 seven as a very tasking job. But like before you get to that point, like I can't imagine hating a ba a child that I birthed that has these disabilities uh, and and is and or is uh you know uh, neurodivergent um because because of something that's not their fault. That's the part that I'm like mm -hmm. like I, I don't that's the part that I can't wrap my head around. Of course, I've never been in that situation, but before it gets to that point, why not seek help? There are a ton of well, resources available. I think as a parent, though, um, when it comes down to that, it's the quote unquote right thing to do. And you try to do what's morally right towards your child. Um, most parents don't want to give their children up, um, at least from my belief. I don't think most yeah. parents want to give their children up. But then if you happen to have a disabled child and you're trying to take care of your disabled child, that's when you think about having you birth a child. And your child, you have an expectation while your child is in your belly that your child is going to come out, walk, talk, eat, play, develop um, the way a, a normal human being would develop. And when that doesn't happen and you think about all the work that goes into it. So you have doctor's bills on top of doctor's bills. If you're not a part of any type of thing that pays for that shit. Then if you have to have a job and you work and then you're having to, luckily I had a really good stepfather and my stepfather um, pitched in. Um, he was really, really active in my yeah. sister's life, really capable of love because, you know, a lot of men will leave in that situation. Um, yeah. And I've seen a lot of guys leave in that situation. Like they can't handle that shit and yeah. they'll leave. And so, it's you know, tough. And I'm like, I don't, like I said, the stress, I understand anxiety, depression, but I feel like as a capable, able-bodied person, rational, like this woman had another child, her husband passed away like three years before. And she says she believes, and nobody can tell her any different, that he unalived himself to, so that he didn't have to deal with this disabled child like just some of the harsh feelings and okay like we are human but like go through therapy and work that out so she was like yeah. you know so that's that's, that's a fair shake you know there because it's a lot and most people aren't aren't able to relate you know what i mean um that's a lot that's a whole hell of a yeah. lot so yeah. i i actually i get that i i i i, I get the aspect of how hard it is in the work that they have to go through. Um, but a lot of times you're not necessarily taught to communicate with somebody that can't speak or talk. Yeah. So you're not, if nobody tells you uh, how to 
if a person can have emotions because they can't speak or talk, you're not necessarily taught that until you're in that situation. Yeah. But when they talk about, you know, they it's like a sack of potatoes and, blah, 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 blah. and I'm like, if you treat somebody a certain way and they're just sitting there looking at your ass and they can't express anything. Yeah. Uh, you would so be harsh. surprised. And like, we had to treat each other. Like I said, like we had some of them that were active that would, try to have private time in the middle of dinner. And we had to redirect them one or two times. Then we had to let them go to their room and do what they wanted to do because that's their right. So we treated each of them like they could understand everything. And the thing is, wow. as a parent, you don't know because I literally have someone very close to me, two people very close to me that were in comas and could hear everything that was going on. They, they pieced the stuff together wrong when they came to. They were like, I know this and this happened and it might have not have been on the wrong date or part of this conversation. Yeah. But literally one of them said, this man that was one of the caretakers at the hospital was so mean to me and so nasty and so rough. She, she was in a coma at the time. She said, I don't want him back in my room. And the person that was, you know, um, kind of like her um, durable power of attorney made sure that that person was not able to come back in her room. So you don't know what your child can hear, can't understand, can't like you don't yeah. really know what's. Sometimes they could be trapped inside their own body, own mind. They can't express themselves, but they can feel and hear everything. Exactly. That and that's so horrible just horrible yeah. but anyways girl you came with all the sad stories today damn that just it's been choking me up and now like I, i'm like addicted to it because i'm like oh my gosh and there's some other stuff on there too like people will talk about their experiences with their parents and how they forgave a parent and da 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 da, da. but check it out when you have to. well maybe not it's really sad <laughs> but anybody uh -huh. that's interested check it out uh, shout out to MGTOW University says Black Pill question. Should a hardworking man stick around if he's trying to build a legacy, but his child is special needs? The fuck? What? <laughs> You're joking, right? Is he okay? He got that joking. That was a little jokey joke. Cause ain't no way you asking that. You gonna saddle her with the sole responsibility and be like, I'm out. This ain't what I signed up for. Especially if that sperm raggedy. <laughs> Go somewhere else and have this part two. You're going to have part two. Of Listen, child. Mm. And shout out to you again. He said, I would say if you chose a bad boy, don't be surprised if you get bad boy outcomes. Um, Thank you so much for that. And boys. shout out to D Mac the trucker. He said she got tricked by a decayed nigga. <laughs> so what? <laughs> yeah. She's young, and you can tell she was green as heck. She wasn't that green. She knew what a drug deal was. <laughs> Shout out to MGTOW Universe again. He said, if we're going to give grace to Princella and this woman because they're in their early 20s, then do the same for the incel dude. I think the... Oh, oh, you hear that? So he said, if we're going to give grace to Morgan, who we just talked about with the baby uh, random man in Atlanta and Princella, when she was in her early 20s and she had all these negative encounters, then the young 20 year old incel dude deserves grace, too. What are your thoughts? I'm letting you go first. Go ahead. I got to think. I think Mictel has lost his damn mind. This dude is talking about graping people. Like, are you serious? 
That's a good point. Morgan nor Princella talked about assaulting people. Like, this is an extreme. And he doubled down on it. And he's already exhibiting dangerous behavior to women. Like, this guy oh, is... Hell. He needs to be on somebody watch this. <laughs> yeah. Why would you want to get... This is the thing. Um, and it's not necessarily for Grace just being giving, 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 because I think she we we talked about responsibilities that they need to take. But if you're talking about an incel dude that's saying that people deserve to be great because they don't want to choose nice guys, eh, that's a lot. That's a lot, big towel. It's a little worrisome child. <sighs> What yeah. you think, Concrete? <laughs> I, I think that you're right. I think that it's um, apples and oranges. I think we're comparing apples and oranges. It's two totally different things. Uh, you know, you might have opinions about Princella's rhetoric. Morgan might have been naive and stupid, but um, they're not threatening assault on people and saying that people deserve to be assaulted or harmed because of um them rejecting them like this is all this all stems from women rejecting him he said up a women who reject nice guys deserve to be assaulted like what i can't even wrap my head around that girl child let's not wrap anything around it that motherfucker crazy just put some cuffs on him and take it like if, if only but i don't know that he's committed any crimes but hopefully they watching him yeah, child, because he around here. Shit. Yeah. I've seen some white girl who was saying that they was going to the police, child, so I'm, I'm hoping. Oh, yeah. The Karen, the yo, Karen's, it's time to Karen, child. Like, yeah, in child. that instance, yes, do your thing. And his yeah. mama said, like, I know somebody going to hurt him, and I don't want him to be nowhere. I don't want to be nowhere around when, when Ish pop off. Baby. What? Alpha Omega? Oh, you say child. Oh, incels are safer than pookies, he said. Uh, I thought he said than women. I have all the stats here proving it 100 percent Um, I don't like we're not making an argument that pookies are safe. I think that you know both can be dangerous just because you're involuntary celibate does not make you a danger. Um, I guess just because, like just because you in the hood, like or of the hood, or consider yourself hood, doesn't make you a danger to the community either. Um, I don't think this is a. We're not making this into a competition. Like block all is up. That's that's a danger to the community. <laughs> like all of them can go. Facts. Let's talk shit. But girl, I'm yeah, ready. You ready for the topic, honey? Let's brace yourself, honey, honey. Brace yourself. Mm -hmm. What you want to start with, child? Because uh, so, y'all know. Yeah, girl, let, start us off. Let's just say, okay, so we are, everybody here is familiar with Kevin Samuels. He came from the Manosphere, from this space. Um, and when Kevin was alive, and even in his death, he um, has received a lot of flack for his messaging. And um, a lot of people have had pushback. But the men, for the most part, stand behind his messaging 100 percent um and we've seen the rise of princella like we said we have princella on our show very early on before she got the notoriety that she currently has and we we're seeing how her movement is growing as well 
And, you know, Danny was, came up with the um, discussion or the topic of if, if Black men were able to have their Kevin Samuels, who was doing the Lord's work for them, <laughs> are, shouldn't Black women be able to have their Princella um, that, you know, on the opposite side that would be doing work for the ladies and or educating the ladies and, you know, trying to aid them in elevating. So we don't talk about it. We don't bring it all the way down to its finest point and have the discussion. So I think we should start off with things that we think are alike about the two of them. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I have the two similarities. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's start off with some similarities. Um, I'll give you one. Um, I think that they were both very blunt, very blunt, very straight to the point. Um, do I think that? Yeah, they were very blunt. I'm not going to say straight to the point, but they were both very blunt. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, so, let me catch myself, child. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So um, another similarity between the two is I believe there's an element of entertainment involved in what Princella does. And there was also involved in what um, Kevin did. I think that they both live for those viral moments where they say something that is off-putting um, to the masses. And as a result, they go viral for said thing. And they're not um afraid of um the pushback that they might receive as a yeah. result of it so yeah um let me get out my phone child because that was pretty good child they both not afraid of no pushback yeah. um so i would say that you have both that empower um people so I think that Princella tried to empower, tries to empower women. I think Kevin tried to empower men. Um, saying that men don't have to put up with certain things. Princella also has a similar messaging on her side, you know, getting your power back. Um, so I think they both had a very uh, similar disposition in being able to empower both groups of people. Um, I think they both highlight flaws of the opposite sex. So um, I think both of them take time out to highlight what's what they see wrong in the opposite sex. And we know early on in Kevin's career, he also addressed men. But, you know, prior to his passing and when he became mainstream, um, he was highlighting flaws of women, whereas we see highlighting the flaws, the um the deficiencies in men all the time. So I think that that's a similar, um, that's something similar that they both have in common. Okay. What else you got? Um, You want to move on? Because I want to talk about the differences. Girl, let's talk about the differences, child. Yeah. Let's talk about the differences. You want to go first? Um, <laughs> Kevin was for family. Um, you know, you had a lot of men that said Kevin was trying to lead niggas back to the plantation. Well, yeah, Kevin was definitely about family and wanting the black family structure to be back together. Princella is anti, um, family because she talked about, um, a nuclear family not being a, a natural thing. Um, she said that the nuclear family was broken up and women were put with men so that the women could help the men. And so she uh, doesn't seem to agree with having like this large family. She's not a family girl. She she like fuck a family, you know, 
it's all it's it's the girls it's 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 all us and we got go ahead girl um i agree with that that's definitely one that i had too Ooh, and i thought of one too like another similarity real quick they have also their um supporters the people in their in their supporters in the group of supporters that watch them say that they changed their lives so i've seen people women say that about kevin yep so real quick, and they have definitely that said that women and men have said that both have changed their lives they they have definitely said that um i've had um we've heard people say that princella stopped them from committing suicide yeah. um with kevin i don't know if i've necessarily heard the suicide argument but no. I definitely heard of him saving marriages and relationships and bringing um, husband and wives closer together. So yeah. you definitely heard that. Okay. I've heard that too. Um, I think the another major difference is Kevin was not um, afraid of the smoke, so to speak. So I think that Kevin was more um, willing to take pushback and could handle that pushback in a more eloquent way. Um, I, Kevin, now I would see him check people hard, but I didn't see him, especially in spaces that he was invited to and accepted an in, the invitation, um, get ruffled by people asking basic questions about his ideologies. Oh, child, that sounded like a little shot. Um, um I think that Kevin had more of a mainstream appeal. Um, not saying that Princella is not marketable, but I do think Kevin had more mainstream appeal. Um, you know, he we've seen um, what uh, Princella with some celebrities and stuff, and you know, she uh, still hanging around hood clubs and shit, shooting dice and shit. But we've seen Kevin hang out with some elite folks and. Um, Kevin did have more of a, a mainstream appeal. He was um, super duper fly, but then you know we seen Princella over over there on Tanya TKO, and she was serving, honey. She had the makeup and the hair and the outfit, so she was serving over there. So um, let me see what's hey, what, what we misleading. Hey, Epic Cold Queen, you guys are kind of misleading Princella's perspective. Instead of you interpreting, um, well, I, I, we don't have clips of her speaking, and nobody has time for that. Um, we are familiar enough with um, Princella's talking points to make the assertion. Oh, we she said, said the marriage said thing has been. Oh, the marriage thing that she she said that on our show. What do you mean? She said that out of her own mouth on our show that she's against the nuclear family, that the nuclear family was, you know, detrimental, that that's not the original way. She said that we don't need a clip. We interviewed her and she said that in, in an interview that we did. She damn sure did. She damn sure did. Okay. Train of thought. Um, Evan, oh. I think a lot of Princella's beliefs come from a place of trauma. And I don't necessarily think that that was the case for Kevin. Um, I think that he has had personal mm. experience that likely led him to um, some of his opinions. But I don't think that um, most of his ideologies were rooted in the trauma that he suffered. Yeah, um, because... Princella did outline all of the traumas that she she went through um and it's so funny I was listening to um I was listening to Ty City 
and um Ty City said something that was it was kind of profound to me, even though it's Ty City chat. But he was saying that him as a man, you couldn't come to tell him that some dude did something to you. If you was if you call yourself trying to put yourself in a man's position, then if somebody does something to you, that if a man does something to you and you're saying that you you're the pimp and you the pimp and you 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 gonna give them everything that they need and you're coming off with this masculine persona and you're putting yourself in situations that are male dominated. Um, he was saying that a man has to handle a man's business like another man can't come to him and tell him. Um, what another man did to him and he was like a lot of men would be like what the fuck what the fuck you telling me for what you crying about it for do something about it if you're oh, a man okay. you gonna do something and okay. i thought that that was a really really interesting point um because there are certain things that men do that we don't do um a lot of times unless we are very familiar with the people we ain't gonna be hanging around dice games and shit we ain't about to be rolling dice. Um, most feminine women or women that carry a lot of feminine energy don't do that. Um, ladies, I would advise y'all not to be in dice games and shit. It's a it's a very dangerous a high stakes. Don't do that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, what else, girl? Um, I think also that um one could argue that she has personal motives that are um fit her like that fit her agenda what, rather than um like have a general purpose for what she's doing because of the fact that she is interested in women and she talks about the hoes that's in her inbox and this that and the other so that she has personal motive like talked about kevin being community focused one could make an argument that um Priscilla has a personal motive for turning women against men or um you know making women see men in a bad light because that benefits her and also part of her a large part of her messaging is that all women are bi so that is also a reason why someone may say this is all due to her personal motive so oh, women would be more interested in the same do you think they were both do you think they are both honest um meaning was kevin uh seen in an honest light and do you think princella is seen as a honest person do you see do you think yeah do you think kevin was seen as honest did he have a reputation for being honest okay so i think their detractors would both say they're they're blurring the lines so to speak I think they're detractors. So if you're asking me my personal opinion, I think for the most part that Kevin was honest. There are some things that I vehemently disagree with him. And I think that they were opinion based, but he presented them like facts, Um, namely that whole golden standard, golden ratio, whatever about black women being the least beautiful women in the world. That's all opinion. But I think when he presented that, he presented it as if it was like some fact based evidence behind it. Um, and so regarding that, but, um, I think for Princella, in my personal opinion, I see her mixing a lot of, a little bit of fact 
with a lot of conjecture, opinion, things that she surmised on her own that there's no evidence to support. Just like the comments she made about women being bisexual. And we asked like, okay, well, what, you know, how, why do you say that? And she talked about women being, the vagina being a circle and the penis being a straight line. Like she didn't give anything factual. She, me she mixes science, uh, excuse me. She mixes biology with sociology with uh chemistry and, and bullshit and a bunch of and stir it all together and spoon feed huh take that <laughs> and they'd be like sorry <laughs> yeah um so think, go ahead go ahead do you think both um do you think what what is it about both that um resulted in them being able to amass a cult following I think with um, Kevin, Kevin came out and basically made this shit that men talk and think about every day mainstream. Um, you have a lot of guys like, well, bitch, how you trying to sit over here and dog me out when you like this? Or how you sitting over here trying to talk this shit when you ain't even got this going on? Or how are you rejecting a man like this that in a third and you ain't shit? And so... I think he made those things mainstream, but the fact that you have had so many women um, reject these guys, um, and when we've rejected guys, sometimes we've been disrespectful in our rejection of them. And for somebody to get up there, um, I actually went back and looked at the average at best video today. When he had that um, average at best viral moment, there were so many men that felt justified because there was somebody that finally told one of these ugly black bitches that they were not let. And it almost probably, I felt like it gave them a sense of empowerment because these are things that they have probably wanted to say to black women, but have not been able to say to black women. Um, no, they'll get their ass out of the frame if they approached the wrong one. But I think it was just, then kind of starting the um overall trend of whoop that trick culture i want to yes. see uh the way y'all have treated and i'm saying i'm phrasing like how men would phrase this how um women have treated men i think men almost felt emboldened like yeah finally somebody on these bitches asses these right. uh and and you know the manosphere talking points have been you know, they've dogged us out in the media for so long. They've had Oprah and all these uh these songs, ain't no scrubs, um, ain't nothing going on but the rent. And they felt a sense of rejection. So when you yeah. finally have somebody come along and they reject the woman, and they're um Kevin to me, Kevin was uh some of their superhero, you know, some of them looked at Kevin like a superhero. Mm -hmm. And then when it comes down to Princella. Princella kind of kicks in the door. I don't give a damn about what these men say. I didn't study them and I don't give a damn about what they say. <laughs> Baby, Princella came in. Um, she seemed to have had stats and statistics and scientific data. And um, yeah, uh, yeah stats, all that stuff. 
And she was able to cite these things at will and to kind of put guys in their place. And so she would beat them sometimes with their own logic. I, th I think Kevin also would whoop women with their own logic. That's another thing that I think that they have in common, that they would try to beat people with their own logic. Um, but with Princella, Princella was like a savior because you have had women that have also been overlooked, have been dogged out, um, treated wrong. And you have women that are saying that she gave me my power back. I feel yeah. like a brand new woman. I'm able to walk in the, a, a different light. I'm able to see the light and I'm not focused on men. I don't have to focus on men to um, live a good life or to be happy. Um, and trying to get them to undo a lot of their programming that they've been under. So I also think that they have those things in common because if you look at the movements within the manosphere, you have like SYSBM, you have uh, MGTOW, um, the Passport Bros. Those were the three of the biggest movements within the manosphere space that a lot of men seem to rally around. And then a Princella comes along for the side of the women and... Um, when Princella came along for the side of the women and was able to use the quote unquote stats and statistics yeah. against men, women love that because it was like, finally, we have a voice. Finally, you know, these men have been on this internet dogging us out, um, talking shit about us. Um, they come, they talk shit, they're mean. Look at how they treated us, concrete. And it's crazy because these are things that I was considering when we were talking about this topic. I was like, when I went over to the to the ghetto yesterday, girl, I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, we have our platform, and we I think we do try to call it out on both sides, but there have been times where we've discussed why keep defending them when look at how we were treated and mm -hmm. we didn't have to fight tooth and nail to yeah. even earn a monicum of respect and mm -hmm. still would have to go uh toe to toe with some you know if, if we choose to engage but you know we've yeah. had to kind of fight tooth and nail through the space so then you get somebody like princella and she's quote unquote sticking up for the women um women yeah. felt like they needed a savior in that in that regard what do you well, think that was um, a good question uh, well, in relation to the question about the cult following, I do think that um, that they both have something in common, and that is the fact that most of their cult following were women. Women, Black women are desperate for leadership, and they, they mm. won't outright admit that, but that's why Black women run to the church house and give all their money, all their time. Girl. We're used to that. We've seen generations of Black women dedicate their entire lives to the church house, the pastor, to cleaning, to cooking, for the pastor, for the church. I got to do this for the church. And I come from a very religious family, so that was very common for my in my upbringing. But um, I think that, you know, that's one thing that they have in common, or that's one thing, one reason as to how they amass their cult following. I think that Kevin gave women a little bit of hope although he would highlight negative aspects of black women he still was he still talked to women and essentially empowered them by saying you you can lose weight you can uh you know be nicer you if you don't change your attitude these men are out the door like things that 
black women have complete control over for the most part. So I think in regards to that, it gave black women a little bit of hope. Whereas Princella, I think that there's trauma bond that happens there. I think that her berating black men, her calling black men inferior, her, um, you know, saying that they were biologically inferior when, from the time that they're born. I think that that um, feeds that feeds um, something deep down inside of black women re where they've been hurt and they want to be validated. They want to be validated and have someone say to them that these men don't even deserve you. These men aren't good enough. They don't have the sense of a chimpanzee. So, you know, you were right in determining that, you know, he wasn't a fit father and leaving and not allowing him to see your children. You want to be validated in, you know, that state. And I also think that, you know, what Princella does is um, I think that she will, I, I consider Princella to, uh, she will use, um, she'll highlight specific things and talk to them as if she has a ton of knowledge on them. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case. And I think that it, it's like specialty areas. So someone, her 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 um, her minions are saying that we're inferior. There are specialty areas that like this is her. This is this has become Princella's job. Um, in my career, there is it's in a specialized area that can't nobody mess with me on. That I know stuff like that other people who might be in the same career field or might have these interests would have a nerdgasm over. So because she um, knows a little bit of information on these specialized fields that people may not, the lay people may not read up on, you know, on a regular basis, her followers are often impressed with that information and like, oh my gosh, she's all knowing. She's, you know, they'll they'll idolize her because she is yeah. spitting out a little bit of information and, and mixing it with her own opinion-based things related to these subjects. They will take that as confirmation that she was sent here by God to deliver them. And so I think that's how they've both both been able to amass cult followings. Okay. So, um, he said, y'all went into a man as into men's spaces and had to fight tooth and nail boohoo. Um, nigga, this is the internet. I ain't, I wasn't never behind a paywall fighting tooth and nail child. Let's not do that. Um, this is the internet. When y'all say a man's space, <sighs> we was over here a lot. Um, a lot of spaces we were invited to. So let's not do that. A often, lot of times. Often. Yeah. I, I generally weren't is, in spaces where I wasn't invited. Uh, Y'all exactly. love to see me. Let's not do that. And the thing is, even when we developed our own space, we've had to fight men tooth and nail regarding our opinions about our space. Yes, we were associated with a man's space and a male space, but at the same time, um, you know, we're human and we can say enough is enough. We tired of fighting. We tired. This is fighting an uphill battle. Like you only bump your head so many times before you recognize that what you're doing is complete insanity. Yeah. Um, Tisha Quarrel said, I don't think anyone idolizes Princella. The scientific research and data and are available to anyone. Sheesh. Girl, I don't know. I you need to check out the video we did with her, girl. It's like uh -huh. 1,700 comments uh -huh. telling us. And she sent them Ooh. there. So it like nobody can tell me. I just like I went on someone's panel and we had a disagreement. Sick them. 
like that shows the idolatry relating to her and some of the comments literally pastor p this then how dare you come at pastor p and let go read those comments and come back and tell us if you still feel the same way that you do because i disagree they absolutely idolize her you personally may not but there are people that follow her that idolize her that put her on a pedestal that thinks she can do no wrong that thinks everything that comes out of her mouth is fact and that's very dangerous there's no one in the entire world that i will agree with 100 of the time everybody can be freaking wrong do you think the men have a valid point with all um with um them being upset with them giving her the type of pushback that they've been giving her do you think they have it's a valid response um in regards to the stuff that she's been um saying um do i feel they're valid in their feelings yeah that no that, that. No? no i don't no because i don't agree with censorship and I think she has every right to tout whatever her message is. I don't agree with censorship. There are egregious and things that egregious things that are said in this space, things that I disagree with, very harsh things. And I've been on panels, I've been in spaces, I've frequented spaces where men spoke so harshly, so disparagingly against black women that I said, Oh no, never again. <laughs> like never again. We've heard like when I first came to the space, and it's been years since I've seen this type of rhetoric, but I see something akin to it on an active page right now. And I'm not going to say who page it is because there's not very many spaces that I frequent. And the person himself is cool with me, but the guests that he have on can be very um, disparaging towards black women. So it, I feel, but I feel like that they have that right. That's a space that they've created. They've cultivated for that reason. If I am offended, then I need to steer clear of that space. And I feel like Priscilla has the right just the same way that men have the right. So I don't think, you know, that they're valid in their, you know, arguments or feeling like she shouldn't have a platform because of what she's saying is not, you know, is detrimental to the black community. I feel like she has every right. I don't believe in censorship in any form, like let her rock. I think that's a, some really, really valid, valid ass points because when it you? comes down to it, they have had plenty of men with plenty of platforms that have had um, whatever type of rhetoric that they've had and men have rallied behind that when Kevin cussed that girl out, you know, we all felt some type of way, like, damn, he didn't have to be that type of harsh with her. But you had a lot of men that actually agreed with that and rallied and championed that. So when it comes down to her having her space and saying what she wants to say and feeling how she wants to feel about shit, she does have every right to do that. Um, Midtown, I guess I do need to offer you some clarification. So, there were spaces that we were invited in and then we were mistreated when we were invited there. Um, if you tell me to come up on the panel and I come up on your panel and then you got 18,000 niggas in the, in the chat calling me all kind of bitches and hoes, but you invited me there, then is that a male space? Or you, if you invite me there and then you mistreat me, you know what I'm saying? Now, that being said, I've also said that if you had a, a such space that you would consider your space to be a male space, then you should know how to dis dismiss women. I'm going to tell y'all whose chat I ain't never played in because Ooh. I felt like they had a real male space. 
Who? Uh, Black Ram three one three. I ain't never played in Black oh, Ram three one three chat. I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, y'all can um, what's the guy? T Hassan Johnson. I ain't never playing played in, oh, in T Hassan okay. Johnson chat. Um, um, even when it came down to BGS Idmore, I ain't never yeah. played in BGS chat. I I, I will if, comment in BGS. Oh, like I. I comment in bgs chat i've gotten some stuff like it hasn't been as bad as some of the other might be but what's yeah. his name it's um the older guy he's always on rogers channel. black guru black i would never i don't even know if he made content baby and i ain't interested in finding out <laughs> yeah Just, but this is the no. thing so even with when it came down to angry man Angry Man would be like it, you know, his space was relegated to men, um, both whatever he would have chicks over there. I did play around in his chat, but let's not let's not forget history. Um, y'all have to remember who came and who first. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah. okay, all right. I would never um, go to Angry Man's chat, like baby, like you know baby, what? I've I'm been in the slums. I'm not a glutton for punishment. I'm not gonna say this, baby. Y'all about to kick me all up. Oh, good. <laughs> it's been times where people, certain people, certain content creators have talked horribly about us. And because I know who they are and what their chat is about, I won't even go over there and see. Because why would I let you, why would I give you my energy? Why would I let you um, impact my positive energy with all that negativity? I'm yeah. And MGTOW, when I, when I mean like play around, mean like I go over there specifically to troll them um, because they fucking with me around a certain type of way and certain people yeah i went and played and and trolled and and you know got my rocks off laugh i laughed my ass off so yeah some places i did play around in but the spaces that i actually played around in it was spaces that i was invited to and then everybody want to be like she came over here messing with us and we need my buddy fuck that y'all started Listen. it Y'all talk about what y'all see from black men and y'all are upset about black men being tactful in the in their feelings about black women, such as Kevin. Kevin was typically tactful, like, and everybody who he engaged with came there looking for that engagement. But um, like there used to be space where as soon as you type in the chat, you was all type of like, these ages. It yes. Like, yeah. You imagine going in somebody's chat saying, Hey, what's up? Everybody look at this stupid bitch, this single mom bitch, this dumbass. Are you like, damn, nigga, I ain't even saying no, just saying what's up. Child, it was, it was, it was awful. So, yeah. But, but yeah. I, I do have a question for you. Uh-oh. How the, does the messaging from Prince Ella benefit the community? And did the messaging from Kevin benefit the community in any way? Um, if you are talking to downtrodden women and you're offering them a source of life and you're speaking life into these women and telling them that they're powerful and they're, they're not their circumstances, um, and you teaching them some game, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. Um, because you have women that can't see their way out, at least according to her followers and, you know, according to their testimony, um, for somebody to speak life into you and to believe in you and to believe you when you say that you've gone through these things and you've experienced these things by the hands of men and you have somebody that's able to empathize with your quote unquote 
plight. Um, I think, you know, that's it's a good thing for for people. Um, what was the other sorry, part of your question, child? Uh, Kevin, how did, how did Kevin's messaging benefit the community? I think Kevin empowered men by saying that these women um, want money, but they are not this, they are not that. He was actually able to be honest in the way that they could relate. It may not be have been honest from what we've seen, but it was honest from way a, a lot of ways that men could relate. And men, Kevin spoke power into men, but he actually offered them a voice and spoke up for them and said, mm -hmm. you know, we ain't taking this shit no more. We work hard. We're out here trying to make money. We're trying to take care of our families. We're not going to let you manipulate us into doing certain things to us or um, you don't get to talk like this to anybody. But uh, I, I think he was trying to um, bring back respect to black men. I think a lot of mm -hmm. black men feel like they've been disrespected. Nobody cares about them um dogged out kevin was telling them to get their passports and that was also a thing of empowerment uh to these men so mm -hmm. I, I think that was that was good um i think that the way that prince uh, benefits the black community i think that she benefits black women because just like people say that this space has been therapeutic to men in some ways having a space to vent your frustrations and talk about, you know, your experiences with black women. I think that Princella's space can serve as a similar, um, a similar healing place for black women. Um, I think that you can, that it can also, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but it can't too much of it because it's so extreme can impact you in a negative way, but some of it and having the space can benefit black women in a positive way and they might see it you know like i said it's therapeutic you know and the people are saying she's changing their lives and you know clearly but i also i've heard people say i don't know how true this is that um she's giving information and she's also giving her references so that they can do the work on their own so empowering women to go search find research what she's saying on their own you know telling them kind of helping them to elevate um in a um as it relates to their their intellect on the topics that she's discussing now kevin i think that kevin pushed family which is a complete benefit to the black community whether you believe in a nuclear family whatever type of family because i don't know that he pushed monogamy but um, no, he didn't, as a matter of fact, I know he didn't. So I think that family does benefit the community. Um, I think that having intact families, we, we already know what the rates look like for ch black children in these urban areas going to these schools, the graduation Facts. rates, the literacy rates, Facts. all are horrible. We yep. also have seen a myriad of statistics that, that prove that having two parents in the home is far better than one. 70% yep. of the males in jail come from single parent homes. So that's mm. that's a way. But um, <clears throat> I do think he also helped women to themselves, meaning he held up a mirror. Um, his critiques of women might have been harsh, but I think that they are necessary. And those are the ways I think they benefit. 
Shout out to Charles Merchant. He said, if you think Princella benefits black women, then it's true what the manosphere says about black women. Many are burgeoning lesbians and a passport is necessary. One might say the same thing about Ramil, angry man, um, you know, black ram, that the type of spaces don't benefit black men. If people can make the arguments that these spaces where men come to congregate, to, to vent their frustrations, benefit black men, then argument can be made that Princella's space benefits black women in the same or similar fashion. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Well, child, let me get to some of these uh, super chats, honey. Okay, so let me see. Let me see. Uh oh, okay. Shout out to MGTOW Universe. He said, I'm pretty sure KS wasn't trying to steer guys to being gay. Then again, there was that one podcast. You said it, we didn't. Shout out to fatherly advice with Uncle Stu. Shout out to Uncle Stu in the building. Great, great to see you. Thank you so much for your super chat. He says salute, salute, salute to you as well. And a shout out to E. Capone's punk ass. He said, bring Princella back. We love the drama she brings. Whatever, E. Capone. Shout out to Eisen Summer. He said, neither one of them niggas care about me. <laughs> One was sending inexperienced dudes to meet to the meat grinder, and the other wants to pimp niggas. No difference. Y'all be doing so much. Uh, shout out to Dane C. He said, Princella admitted she was a cult leader. Did she admit that? Now I don't know about that, Jack. Um, a shout out to Mrs. Queen Sunkist. Um, she says both of them are a part of the rainbow infiltration team to infect the black community with homosexuality <laughs> and my hotel Poor voice baby listen i'm not doing this with her I, baby I i'm tired i am tired child. I, I <laughs> shout out to mr carlin honey he said let's be real they both read they read both editions of the whoop that trick handbook <laughs> and we gotta realize uh, and what we gotta realize what we gotta what we all gotta realize is that a lot of the followers of both are on some get back shit by proxy that is i think that's an excellent point that's an excellent point because a lot of women don't even care what princella talking about just let her dog these niggas out let her get her shit off. Let her put these niggas in a place. We don't care. We 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 ain't we 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 still gonna have sex with them, but we just want to see them get cursed out. That that's what I've yeah. been hearing. Uh, shout out to Dane C. He said Kevin, in my opinion, was civilized and professionalized. Excuse me, Kevin, in my opinion, civilized and professionalized the red pill discourse. Before Kevin, it was f these hoes to sleep. AMS pimp type rhetoric. And I damn sure remember that. Shout out to Kevin C. He said, what statistics is Queen Maker using against black men? 87% of black men are not baby daddies. 65% are not felons. 65% are employed 
and middle class or better. Um, that's an interesting statistic. Yeah. I don't know what stats she touts because I don't listen to her enough. I know she said things about them being uh, intellectually inferior and it's starting from a young age. She was reading something relating to the biology. Uh, you know, she said so much in the three times that she's been on here. Um, there's not one specific stat that sticks out to me, but that does because it's kind of questioning the validity of that. And I did do some research and um, I did find something similar, but um, the information that I found, I think it was, oh my gosh, it was uh, based off of research done by a college. I'm going to see if I can pull it up. And it mm -hmm. did talk about how black boys, not that they were born inferior. I don't know anything about that. That is the assertion that she made, but it talked about how it spoke of how black boys, once they get like between five and seven, that they are seeing a stark decline in the like intellect of black boys. That initially they score higher intellectually, they're rated higher intellectually than girls. And then you see a decline, a drop off. And mm -hmm. I have my personal beliefs about what that is, but I didn't find anything saying that from the time they're born, that they're intellectually inferior to girls. Um, she did in the second, this was in the second interview we did with her. She did state what book she um, was using to conclude that, or if the book um, spe specifically spoke to that. She did. She, she listed her. She did cite her source. Okay. Okay. It's on you. Um, hmm. Okay. So my question to you would be, we've been kind of caught up in the middle, quote unquote, of the manosphere and the sisterhood. Um, being that we've had Priscilla on our show um, a total of three times, but we had two um, interviews that seem to have been um, very pleasant, didn't get out of pocket, although we didn't agree with her in the the two interviews. Um, and, and it was acknowledged, you know, we can have people on and not agree with them, but we do like for people to be able to get their shit off. Um, you know, the last time we challenged her, um, shit went all the way left. Um, and you had women that said, okay, y'all had her on, y'all knew what she was about. Why bring her to your show? Um, what did you think? What do you think of that? Like, we know what she was about. So why, you know, why have her come um, over here? We don't, we don't have a circle jerk. Um, we're not interested in simply having guests who agree 100% with ideologies and our process. We don't even agree 100%. Um, we have a lot of differences in our, our beliefs. Um, we like having people who are on the, um, uh, you know, on a different side of the, on a different, on the different side of the table than we are. I think it makes interest, interesting discussion. Um, I think that um, that's the way you learn. That's the way you elevate. I think that it would be very closed-minded of us to only seek out guests 
who agree with us and who think like us and who you know share our ideologies and our values i think we would be remiss in that and our show wouldn't be what it is um we've had a ton of guests on our show we've had probably you know 50 or more guests on our show over the years and um with those guests um like we've had people from all walks of life people with you know all kinds of ideologies we're not seeking people who think and 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 you know um who think like us and agree with will agree with us on everything so yeah do you you? think hmm i I did a little bit of a clout chase. You know, I'm not going to sit over here in front. I like to have different controversial people on. It's what our audience responds to. Um, And I think we've had the most fun when we've had those type of interviews versus um, somebody like we had a lady that came on and it was probably I was really I really had such high hopes for the interview and the interview turned out to be boring as hell. Like it was like the most boring interview that we ever did. You know what I'm talking about? Um, I thought I did, but when you said the interview was boring, I know we had somebody on that we weren't so sure about, but I think that we made it a good conversation. If that's if we're we're probably talking about nah, oh, I'm talking about Fendi shirt. Who? Fendi shirt. Oh no. <laughs> was concerned about that from jump like what almost anything interesting though we can make almost anything interesting that's the one thing about us that we can talk about the sun the moon the quasars and we like we know that if they're not an interesting guest that's the more work that we have we have to do more work yeah so we like having controversial people um i just thought it would be good because i knew she was blowing up and i'm like she is she about to hit that shit let me get Mm -hmm. on over here and that was just, you know, that was my thought process. Like, let me get her on, let her get her shit off. I just thought that she was going to admit to that one little point that I wanted to try to get her to agree with. And she didn't. And I got mad about that I'm shit. And y'all seen what happened. But now, anyway. Listen, there's an element of entertainment to what we do as well. Okay. So you do have to realize that. Like, there is an element of entertainment. If somebody is boring, going to be a snooze, it's kind of like, mm-hmm. So we do know that Priscilla is very entertaining. The second time, maybe she did script teas for the fellas. So she, yeah, she and, and child, she charged us a pretty penny, but you know, it was, it was yeah. cool. No, I'm kidding. They should have been throwing them dolls at the spring. Listen. They seen her pull out the lotion. <laughs> Baby, they they was they still uh using that as uh <laughs> They know they got that saved and they spank banks, but go ahead. Listen, that's the word I was looking for, child. A spank bank. Um, so are we doing women a disservice by voicing our uh concerns and discourse as as far as she is concerned? Do you think we're doing women a disservice by coming against we would be doing women a disservice if we didn't. And that was actually my next question. But um, let me say this. I won't say too much because I still want to ask it because it's a little bit different. But um, I think that we would be doing women a disservice if we didn't, you know, ask those, you know, thought-provoking questions. If we didn't get try to dig a little bit deeper 
below you know go below the surface with her then that's when we would be remiss um i don't think that you know asking her questions pushing back is um harmful to women what about you um i actually think we are doing women a disservice because you have women that want to um if she's doing them more good than she is creating them harm who am I to say anything? Um, I don't agree with her talking points. I don't agree with a lot. I think over half of the shit that she says, I don't agree with. I just don't. You can't make me agree with. Um, as it pertains to men or being men being incapable of love, she outlined her thought process about what she thought love was and then relegated that shit to all men because she came up with an outline and she said that you know, they aren't, they aren't incapable of love or, um, you know, women are, uh, all bisexual and shit. Like, this is like a lot of shit that I just did not agree with. And then when I'm looking at her, the pimp thing, that shit was a bit confusing. Her talking about masculine and feminine energy, her mixing the sciences. Yeah. I didn't agree with any of this shit, but if you got women that saying that she stopped them from um, uh, unaliving themselves and they feel like she gave them their power back, um, you know, while I, I don't, I don't agree with her. Um, I do think that we should call it out on both sides, but um, as far as her movement is concerned, that's her movement. That's her shit. Who are we to say yeah. anything? Because there's people that get on here and disagree with everything, every damn thing that we say every day. Yeah. And if she was supposedly the answer for Kevin Samuels, and I don't think what men realize what Kevin Samuels represented to a lot of women. Um, yeah. Kevin Samuels was a lot of women. We talked about how black women twerked on Kevin Samuels' grave. And was happy that he passed away, which we definitely didn't agree with that shit. But what Kevin represented to a lot of black women was um, evil. He was considered evil to a lot of black women. Um, and the way he talked about them and how he dissed them. And a lot of black women was like, well, shit, if she came along and she able to say and make them feel some type of way, we want them to feel the same hurt that we felt when he was talking shit up, uh, talking shit to us. Um, and she's coming along and, you know, this is our big sis. She's taking up for us. Why are y'all jumping in the middle of that? Get the fuck out the way. And that's what I've heard from a lot of women. Like, why jump in the middle of that if, you know, she's uh, getting these niggas together. We don't care if she's dishonest. We don't care if she's misquoting facts. The fact that she's going at these niggas, that's the only thing that matters. And y'all shouldn't stop that from happening. And yeah, like for me though, we're not trying to censor her. We've been very clear. We don't believe, we don't subscribe to censorship. Anybody, whoever, like I, I'm a black conscious woman. That's that's the foundation of who I am. If somebody questions me, like let me not only if people question me on my consciousness and 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 matters that are related to black consciousness all the time and I have to be able to defend it. If you really truly believe what you're preaching, you should be able to withstand pushback. We were not at all trying to censor her, but we did push back on her ideologies and I think that anybody should be able to withstand a bit of pushback 
and when you can withstand it and when you do defend those points and when you do all your general and you bam 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 because this 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 and that and you're confidently defending your position it only creates a larger audience for you it only um it only um ignites your current audience and like your messaging is even more powerful there the feeling when you go back and you're talking to your audience about how you slaughtered us is going to be electric you know as opposed to you not being able to withstand any questions that we ask about topics that you talk about every day that are you know um you know are part of your um value system and and part of your entire mission statement that's what i was like part of your mm -hmm. mission statement regarding what you do you should be able to speak to them personally because we weren't we not arguing never have and never will argue for censorship of of, of Prinella. Uh, we just simply pushed back on a few of her talking points and that's it and so i don't think that it, it, it's harmful loose, at all a child but I did want to ask you really quickly, are we guilty for creating a situation which resulted in a fallout with Princella because of not pushing back and setting an expectation from day one when we interviewed her? Um, Maybe. I think when you have agreed with a person for um, a total of two shows they came on, um, you know, I did attend the workshop. I purchased two of her books. I can support a person. My support does not mean my submission. My support does not mean that I have to bow down to you. I do want you to be able to get your shit off. But now if you come and you, you put out a statement or you say such a statement like black male worship, and that's what we have going on. And that's why these men over here listening to y'all and, um, then you're pushing that with unsubstantiated facts, then yeah, I'm going to push back on your ass. And then, the, you know, the crazy thing is, it's like I can have a conversation with somebody, we could have a little pushback, and it doesn't usually turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Especially on some, a topic that somebody is well-versed on, and this is their whole rhetoric, you should be uh you can the way she spouts certain statistics and shit like that and then um i guess the other thing that pissed me off if you say that you don't talk to me and you don't care about me i don't care what these men think but you go to male space after male space after male space after male space so you do talk to them you do care what they think even if it is to prove them wrong you are over there to elicit certain responses. You're over there to make them feel some type of way. When she came here the first two times, um, yeah, get your shit off, girl. Have a good time. We have fun. I thought it was two fun shows. Girl, oh, those are some funny-ass shows. Those was up there with Wesley Pipes' child. Those are some funny shows. And they were shocking. And she was kind of like the new shock job. So I was like, okay go cool get your shit off but i don't have to agree with everything that you say i don't agree with everything anybody says you know we actually got into it with kevin at one point when he came over here but there was content that he did that we absolutely positively did not agree with 
And we gave we gave pushback for that. We also received pushback for it. But we don't agree with everything everybody says. Um, we can be cool with somebody and still disagree with their talking points. I generally look at people as people, unless you own some real, real live ho shit, you're allowed to have your own thought process. I, I'm hell, I ain't got to live with you or deal with you. And once I log off this goddamn internet, that's it. So yeah, I, maybe she thought that because we had never gave her any pushback that it was that she had a certain expectation, but I think I tried to forewarn her a few times, like, girl, bring your ass. We on your, I'm on your ass. Like, come on, girl. I heard you. I saw, I saw you talking shit up in the them comments. And that was the conversation yeah. that I had with her. But maybe she was expecting somebody to kind of um, rub her on her booty. Um, like, you know, until she cute. Maybe, maybe. I oh. don't know, child. You know, she into that. But see, I think that during the first show, there was like zero pushback. We asked a few questions. Like I couldn't even get a, a word in edgewise, but I do have to admit I was ill-prepared, not ill-prepared as in like I had done my research. I listened to her content. I um, had my questions and everything, but I didn't see any interviews with her and I didn't yeah. know that she wouldn't share the mic. So she kind of dominated. Like we didn't have, I didn't, I didn't have a chance to ask any of my questions. The second show, That's so I true. did push back a little bit on some of her opinions. So I really think it was kind of gradual, <laughs> you know. Um, I did push back on the second show, and she, you know, had some responses, um, but not as much as I could have. Um, and so I think the third show, it kind of was like <laughs> on and popping. But um, I can see how one would make that argument that we still kind of soft shoot, you know, her the first two shows for sure. And I don't think she was bombarded. And I don't think like, I thought Absolutely the expectation not. was set with her regarding what we were like, she called us to the carpet. And so um, I was just, I was taken aback by her response. I'm not going to lie. I thought she would have been able to handle it with grace. Um, but she let it be known pretty early on that she didn't like the line of questionings, where the questions were going, didn't want to be questioned about black men, had nothing to do with black men. Don't give a damn about black men. Her messaging is for black women when, you know, there was no way to formulate questions around the topic unless we just got all into her business without talking about men to some degree. And it's interesting because even when she did the interview with Charleston White, um, she seemed to have had a little bit more grace for Charleston. Oh, a lot. Charleston wouldn't let her get a word. He like, no, 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 no. A little bit. Child, a lot. She acted real feminine with Charleston. Real feminine with Charleston. A lot more Charleston. grace. Let me read um, this. Oh, I was no, going to ask you this. Mm -hmm. So with the guys, um, let me think about that a little bit more before I ask. Okay, it, well, let, I, me, I, let me ask you yeah. this. Oh, first, Brace, we never said we agreed with her. We just said we didn't push back. Like, there's a difference. But, um, oh, what so are we falling for? What is there to fall for? What? I, I, I don't know what he's talking about. But they always know. be like, you falling for something. No, no. Like, literally, we can't, unless we are unless we're emulating the behavior that they exhibit we fall in for it we sisterhood something wrong with us i don't care but listen 
do you think that she will attain the same level of success that Kevin was able to attain? So we see her growth. We've seen her, you know, we've seen that her messaging is taking off with women. Will she attain the same level of success that Kevin was able to um, attain? I don't know. Um, and one, you know, earlier I said, I don't think she has the same type of appeal that Kevin has. But when I really think about it, she does, she's, um, she doesn't identify as a lesbian sometimes. And sometimes she does. She's already got the agenda thing. Um, whether or not she subscribes to it, she would be considered as a part of the agenda. So that's a check. Um, people said what they wanted to about Kevin, but you know, Kevin did appear to some people, um, in a certain light, you know, so it seemed like he, he didn't push that agenda, but she definitely pushes that agenda. She pushes the homosexuality agenda. Um, she is a black woman that does cause a more of a divide between women and men so that's that's the other part of the agenda um that yeah she pushes a lot of different agendas i think she's pushing all the right agendas to go mainstream do i think she'll be as big as kevin i think we can probably expect to see her on the big screen i just don't i don't think she'll mm -hmm. be as big as kevin but i i do expect yeah. her to see her on the big screen at some point um i do I see her growing. I definitely think she'll grow to be pretty big. Um, I don't know that she'll grow to be as big as Kevin. I think like the other thing is that black women want to deal with black men and her messaging is so extreme. Like the way that black women on TikTok took to She-Ra 7, they had never heard of She-Ra. But what she's pushing doesn't omit men. It's basically teaching women use. And they're like, okay, well, the man element is still here. So I'm all for it. And like yeah. everybody is quote She-Ra 7 all over social media. That's so true. Um, so I think that there, the difference is like her messaging does not allow for Black men to hold any position, even an inferior one, uh, from what I've heard from her. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, General, you didn't really uh, trip me out with that. Let me see what we got. Um, a shout out to Eugene. Mm -hmm. Let me make sure. Okay. He says, let's not forget that some of the women who called into Kevin's show ended up married. It seemed like it seemed that black women also benefited from Kevin. Oh yeah, that's um the those were probably the main benefactors because I think that's most of his fan base was black women by the time he uh passed. Yeah, and with um Kevin, those women wanted to benefit from relationships and marriage. I think the women that are on her side of the fence um are um damn near disengaged from relationships and marriage, don't care about relationships. They ain't. You heard the chick who came up here. She said, I'm still going to get mine. No, no, no. They still going to get some penis. They just not going to do the relationship part. Mm. So they'll be like the new pump and dumps. Um, or that's essentially what the women are also calling for. Let a man put it on them and want a relationship. They're going to be like F Princella and everything she stands for. 
Come on, please. <laughs> oh, no, child, because they saying they just want to take the dick and leave, child. They don't even want... I don't have to have no relationship. Even though Prince Elamie? Let him be six feet, fine, making money, making over six figures, and he puts it down. Baby, they gonna jump at the chance to be in a relationship and block Princella. You think he gonna choose new? Huh? You think he gonna choose new? I'm listen. <laughs> I'm telling you what I know. No, no. You think the six feet fine guy with the money <laughs> go to? Okay. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying, if it happens, what what the outcome will be? Mm, uh, we already know. Uh, shout out to Kevin C. He said, "Black boys with fathers in their lives generally don't suffer intellectual intellectual deficiencies." So there's that. Get a great father for your kids. It helps. Absolutely, positively, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, when we had our interview with her, there were other statistics on the other side that we weren't able to break down that came from single parenthood, especially from single, mo excuse me, single motherhood, um, that came out that we did not get a chance to discuss. But when it comes down to these types of deficiencies, a lot of these deficiencies happen because a man is not present. And so um, when you, she talked about, you know, you got a community to do this and a community to do that. Girls were generally left in the communities with their moms and the boys went out with the with the men at some point and learned um, manhood lessons and trainings and shit like that. Mm -hmm. um, but when she talked about, you know, it being a, a community of women, boys probably stay with their mom up to about, you know, up to about three or four or five, some shit like that. And then. They was going off with their dads. So I think that's a really good point. Um, and I, I hate we didn't talk about that. That would have been something really good to bring up. Um, I, I had a question similar to that, but it put it was directed towards men. And because of her stance, I was like, nah. Yeah, yeah. Um, a shout out to MGTOW Universe. He said, David Koresh saved people from suicide uh -oh. as well. Uh -oh. Doesn't mean anything. This is the thing. So yeah. if she has her cult, I'm trying to figure out why black men would even be concerned at this point, because what you guys have already determined and have come to the conclusion of black women are overweight. We're unfriendly. We're mean. We're hateful. We're trifling. We don't raise our kids the right way. We just ain't good people. Yeah. We fat. We ugly our hair we don't wear our real hair all we um, do is wear makeup and weave we and time. eat hot cheetos and shit all day <laughs> y'all have already came work to on tabletops that part because i you know that was the big one <laughs> y'all have already concluded these things about black women so then if black women say fuck y'all what's the problem if y'all when if y'all ain't want to fuck with them no more anyway what's the problem I saw someone make a good argument and they said Princella's cohort is identifying the women you want to stay away from. So if nothing else, you should be thankful for that because it makes it easy. Now, when you guys are taking women on dates, you remember how y'all used to ask a woman if she listened to Kevin Samuels or her thoughts about Kevin Samuels, they're going to be asking y'all, what's your thoughts about Princella? <laughs> so um, they're, they're going to weed themselves out. Yeah. Yeah. So 
you got that. But um, yeah, I, I want to know what's the difference. If y'all don't want to deal with these women anyway, and these are the women that y'all are saying that y'all don't want. And she says that, okay, since y'all, since black men don't want you, I'll take you. I'll be your daddy. I'll be your mama. I'll be your daddy. I'll be everything that you need. Black men, what's the problem? What's wrong with that? Yeah, I agree. Shout out to MGTOW Universe. He said, SG, random question. You ever think about getting into voice acting? I think you'd be pretty good at it. True. That's the, the truth. person who told you that. Not the second child. Not the second child. I mean, that's uh, super chatted for sure on the show. Oh, and yeah. Highlighted that. Um, I am. Um, I actually did a commercial <laughs> like one point. Oh, I didn't get paid from it. A white man had me do the commercial and he sent me a dime. I ain't never seen oh, any man. But I would still keep that like for your portfolio. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Um, yeah. a shout out to Wretched Ass Smooth. He said concrete looking better than sister George George Jaw J today. Like y'all, y'all some stone cold haters. I cannot believe fine. it. Both of mm. us fine. Period. What you and a shout out to Jane, uh, Dane C. I'm gonna change it. Um, he said, I can see Princella passing Cynthia G in subs. She coming for all of their movements, period, point blank. It yeah. is a wrap, honey. Um, if I was seeing G, ain't no way in hell I would let her nowhere near my damn subs because she about to snatch they shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah. So let me see what you Looks guys like response. Oh, we do a couple. Yeah, or, or I one. got a kick clouds. Thank you, thank you. He said you're <laughs> one of them, and you're. the other one. He said we don't watch her. Y'all introduced her. Um, <laughs> we. I think that he said what it is. What it, you know? She owned that. So, but thank you for the support. We appreciate y'all. I, I got another question. Did you have one? I got one mm -mm. last one. Mm -mm. Go ahead, okay. Girl. Last thing, um, oh, Tamiko was talking about the sisterhood. So I wanted to know, like, that women, do you notice that women who are pro-sisterhood are very quick to exclude women who don't agree with the masses? And what are your thoughts on that? Like, because they'll say they're all about sisterhood. And she actually said, I support Black women, women supporting women, Type of slogans and things that they they uh, will regurgitate, but if the woman steps outside of the belief of sisterhoods, um, she seems to be ostracized. And I wanted to know if you also noticed that, and if so, what are your thoughts? Girl, I have been a victim of. Um, you know, I'll go into a lot of spaces, and the first thing they'll say is, "You're male identified because you agree with certain talking points of the men," and with me understanding the way females manipulate and bullshit and play around and fuck like no i can't roll with um roll with with them because it's cute or because they're going through some shit at a time um because if half the if the the chicks that talk like that generally if they end up with a man they they end up having some of the same damn talking points that these men have um but if you end up you're downtrodden and niggas and dogs your ass out and been dog walking you 
and you got a group of women that um can offer you support in that um yeah so if i come over and i have my thought process and i'm talking about how well i'm treated of course that's gonna have you ostracized out of that group anyway but then it's just kind of dealing with like like like-minded uh people tamika (laughs) everybody will go against us it's okay queen he said he didn't say we was in we was insufferable he said he did not say that at he all. Said he said that, Queen. I, at all. Like, but I did want to say really quickly how they like. You see how quickly, um, old girl in the chat was like, "Yeah, the women who I didn't or who who um, defend these bandits, this that, and the other." Like, not understanding that we have sons and husbands. We don't like. And for me, I haven't had all of those bad experiences, and even if I had, I understand that. Uh, I understand individual. I understand that people are individuals. Just like I've seen black women do some horrible things that I hate for black women to be looked upon as a monolith because it seems as though we're only counted as a monolith when it's something bad. Black men shouldn't be looked upon as a monolith either. So because we can recognize that not all black men or that, you know, there are some good black men, some quality black men and, you know, all these things that that are being uh, associated with black men are not um, applicable to all black men, then, you know, we don't deserve the love, the support of the sisterhood. That's how I know y'all full of shit. Say it again for the people in the back concrete. Y'all full of shit. Mm. I can't say it too loud. My husband right underneath me, he probably like, but yeah y'all full of it real real talk like it's that's how you know the sisterhood is not real not genuine because it is a cult in and of itself if you are not in line with the um agenda then we got a problem with you and and, and it's us against you yes unless you know how to fight But um, anyways, y'all, what y'all think? What y'all think, child? We had started to open up the panel and I said, never again, never again. I don't like y'all have no panels more. in the future. They ain't going to be nothing like what y'all seen. But also y'all ain't even donating. Like open the panel for what? Girl, I could be doing better things with my time. And that's what we going to do. Mm-hmm. So everybody hit the like button. Thank you guys so much for coming through. We greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate y'all. Shout out to everybody that sent us a super chat and a shout out to y'all that sent us a cash app. We greatly appreciate that. Shout out Mm -hmm. to y'all for coming through and rocking with us today. Um, This was a really interesting show. I think it was from a very fair and balanced perspective. I don't think we bullshitted around it either. So I, I I think we did good in that. And I think we did this some justice because we did outline some stuff from both sides. Um, And I think we offered a balanced perspective. I think we were really honest in this conversation. So I think this was a good conversation. What you guys think? You know, I agree. And the thing is, they'll still get in our comments and have a problem with what we said because we wasn't 100% sisterhood. So you can't win. That part, that part. Any way, (laughs) y'all. Ah, we got to go. Hit the like button on y'all way out. Subscribe to the channel if you ain't already subscribed. Holla at your girl. All that. Yeah, we out. Peace.